welcome back to another episode of Life with Hula. My name is Hula, and I'm a former radio personality here in San Diego. Unfortunately, just like everybody else, I lost my job at the beginning of the year and am now quarantined at home with my kids. Yay! Um, so I decided to use my radio skills and turn it into a daily podcast just to keep you informed about what's going on around the country, around the world, around San Diego, and also just to give those that have listened to me all these years um, just an insight on my life and what I'm up to nowadays that I am a stay-at-home, quarantined dad taking care of two beautiful Mexipinos while my wife goes out in the world and works. <laughs> so yeah, that's my podcast pretty much in a nutshell. I appreciate anybody who is tuning in from iTunes and Spotify. Just found out that I'm on there. Uh, I must have clicked the right buttons to get my podcast on there. Um, so yeah, thanks for, so much for clicking play and listening to this podcast. And um, for those of you that are what I call the Elite 12, thank you for sticking through my entire podcast. Um, very first season of the podcast was mainly about my weight loss journey. Uh, when I was the beginning of the year was I was close to 300 pounds. I was 294 pounds and I lost close to about 55 pounds um, as of today. And there was a couple of questions that people have asked me in regards to my weight loss. So I'm going to update you on my weight loss journey at the end of the show, along with your moment of pure happiness. I have a clip that will bring you some happiness. A local San Diego uh, woman is doing some amazing things. And also I have, and also I'm going to kick off a new segment called What You Eating? It's a segment all about food because for those that have known me on the radio for over 19 years, um, a lot of my brand, my personality is about talking about new foods. I love trying new foods. And this is something that kicks off next week. And I want you to know about it because I want you to be in the know on that. Speaking about being in the know, here's some stories that you definitely want to be in the know about. So first of all, I try to keep things pretty light, but I might as well start incorporating this into my podcast. Um, it looks like um, the coronavirus is resurging as far as people, you know, the confirmed cases and hospitalizations across the U.S. South and West. Some governors are backtracking or at least pausing the reopening of their states, all because um, confirmed cases of COVID is starting to increase. As a matter of fact, I have family members um, who are in the medical field. Surprise, I am Filipino. So yes, of course, I'd have family members that are in the medical field. And unfortunately, um, this morning, there were already lines for people wanting to be tested for coronavirus. They, my, my cousin said she had people lined up. Um, and when I say people, I don't mean like 10, 15. I'm talking like 50 to 100 people that were wanting to see um, if they had um, contracted the coronavirus. So yeah, it, it looks like there is an increase in that. And it looks like there's a lot of states that are going to pause the reopening of the states. And here's another story that you should be in the know about. It's about Into the Unknown making Frozen 2. It's streaming online on Disney Plus right now as we speak. You will get the opportunity to go behind the scenes to see the biggest animated movie of all time, how they created it. And you get to see from the beginning of the movie or the beginning of the creation of the movie Frozen 2 all the way to when it got released. It's insane. challenge is carrying on what people fell in love with in the first movie. 
animation, you write a script, and then you record it. Ready? And then they go back to the drawing board, and it changes dramatically. Goodbye. It's probably the toughest time of production, is a year out. So when all the balls are up in the air, and the balls start falling. <laughs> Um, I'll be honest, I watched all six. Um, there's six episodes, and they're half an hour long, and it's intense. I mean, I never knew what Disney animators went through. I mean, a lot of the process of, well, it starts with the story, obviously. The person who created, um, or the writer of uh, Frozen, came back for Frozen 2, um, and it follows along kind of her story, along with the director of Frozen, and it goes into creating the sequel um uh, it starts about 11 months before the movie scheduled in theatrical premiere basically what is crazy is they say okay we're gonna release frozen 2 on november 22nd of you know whatever i think it was like 2019 um and so and the movie wasn't even made yet it like was in the beginning process um and it took 11 months for it to be put together it was so tense because you see the process go from um, the director, writer, animators, and then they that process kind of goes into a complete circle because it's like, oh, no, I don't like how you animated this. Change it. Um, and then they went through a sequence where they actually screened the movie without people knowing. Here in San Diego, it took place the secret screening. If you're one of those people that got to see the secret screening of Frozen 2, please contact me on social media, Hula SD. I would love to hear from you because that's super cool. How did you get involved with that? So a bunch of people from San Diego got a chance to see Frozen 2. They didn't even know they were seeing Frozen 2. They just went to a screening of a movie, and they gave their opinions. And then the movie changed from their input. Um, originally, a lot of the comments were Frozen, the, the sequel was very dark, and it, the younger kids didn't understand it. Um, and they wanted more jokes. And so the director, producer, and writer rewrote the whole, like not the whole movie, but a lot of the movie, a lot of animator stuff that was already created got basically um, knocked, like cut on the, you know, on the cutting room floor. They had to bring the actors back to record new clips. It's an intense process. And I think after that whole process was over, um, you go into the you know lighting, music. It's 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 pretty insane to watch this documentary of the making of Frozen Two, and it's really good. I'll be honest, um, I started watching The Mandalorian. It's called uh, Gallery The Mandalorian, and it shows kind of like the behind the scenes footage of The Mandalorian and how that was created for Disney Plus. And I got bored. Like, I think there's 10 or 12 episodes of the making of The Mandalorian, and I was done by episode number five. I kind of stopped. Where this uh, six-part episode of the making of Frozen 2 was pretty darn intense, and you don't even have to see Frozen 2. Just so you know, if you're just a type of person that wants to see the process of how an animated movie is created, this is definitely the film for you. And it does show, you know, obviously, Indina Menzel. It shows... Um, Kristen Bell, Josh Gad, um, and uh, gosh, what's his name? <laughs> the guy who plays Sven. Um, why can't my, my mind is not working right now, but it shows all of the actors um, and they're a part of it, but they're not like the main thing. The biggest musical number that they had the, the hardest part was Show Yourself. You know that song, Show Yourself. I can't sing, but um, that was pretty tough. Uh, Jonathan Groff. Now I remember, Jonathan Groff, you're probably screaming at your podcasts going, 
Hulich, Jonathan Groff. Um, he's played Sven. Um, not and uh, Christoph. Sorry, Christoph. Good, right. Um, so, anyways, you need. I know I blabbed too much about it, and you're probably way confused. All I'm gonna say is I definitely highly recommend Into the Unknown: Making of Frozen Two. It's now streaming on Disney Plus, and people are talking about it. So you definitely want to be in the know on that. All right, this last part is more of something that's going on with me personally um, and you should definitely be in the know because a lot of parents ask me about summer camp at the beginning of the week uh, in one of my previous podcasts I talked to my daughter Liliana she is how old are you seven she's seven years old and she did the first week of summer camp um, summer camp has been definitely different this year due to the coronavirus um, they are definitely smaller. What I figured out is it's, it's at the YMCA here in Escondido, um, Palomar YMCA. And they decided to break the groups down to very small groups of kids. How many um, campers are in your group? Um, there, there's six, but they're supposed to be seven because one of the kids, were, they didn't come, I think. So there's seven. But you said you told me that um, because the group she's in, it's all generic camps. Now, if you know about the camping uh, programs at the YMCA, they sometimes have specialty camps. Like some of the ones like Edible Science is a science program where you get to eat. Ooey Gooey Science. Ooey Gooey Science, Top Chef, Star Wars Camp. They have all these specialty camps. Well, those got axed at this particular YMCA, um, and they did just generic uh, names. So they have Frontiers, and that's for older kids. They have what group is yours? Pioneers. And that's the age range from like six to eight years old. And then they have, um, what's the other one? No, that's it. I think those just the, those two age groups. Yeah, there's another group, but I'd for, I don't know the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name too. Um, they're the younger kids. But um, but it's interesting because there's you told me that there was two brothers in your group and one was how old? Um, nine. And then what, how old was the other one? Six. So they do keep siblings together, um, even if there's a huge uh, range in age, just because obviously they've been quarantined together, they live together, so they decided to keep... Uh, you had two siblings, right? You had uh, two brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah, so so that's what um, camp's all about. Um, you've gone through your first week of camp. Um, you know, it was your last day uh, yesterday, so how did it feel? to being your last day of camp for this week um good it was great did you notice a difference between because before i think you had like 20 to 25 campers and now you only had six camp like five other people that were in your camp group did it feel weird um kind of but not really why did it feel weird um because there's like i don't i don't know is it, is it weird that it's now a small group? Did you like it better? Did you not like it? Would you rather have more people in your group? I would like to have um, less people in a group because I already like the group we have. Oh, you like the group you had. So you had fun. So you, you're not going back next week because that's 4th of July week. And uh, yeah. we're going to put you in the week, the couple weeks after that, right? Yeah. So yay. Thank you, Liliana. Welcome. Okay, so that's an update on my daughter and camp. Um, it's different. Um, I know there's different camps all over the country and the county, and they all run differently. But just so you know, YMCA's um, they've small they've made the group smaller. I was talking to some of the counselors, and I asked her, you know, it seemed to go really smooth. Um, there was not normally. It's kind of chaotic. There's a lot of kids at camp, 
And I, I think, gosh, it was almost down to half of the amount of kids, if that, maybe like a, a quarter of the amount of kids that they normally have. And um, check-in and check-out was really smooth. They have plexiglass that blocks you from um, the other counselors, that all the counselors are wearing masks. Um, and like I said, smaller groups, a lot of cleaning going on. So well done, YMCA, for that. Um, so an update, if you are deciding to bring your child to summer camp, um, my daughter had fun being in a small group. Um, so maybe that's a consideration for you. So those are some things that, you know, that keep you in the know. All right. So yesterday, I, in my podcast, I had a figure it out Friday where I gave you like a, a teaser, a brain teaser, a riddle, and I had people like try to figure out what the answer was. And so um, my brain teaser, my figure it out Friday brain teaser uh, was this. You throw away the outside and you cook the inside. Then you eat the outside and throw away the inside. What did you, what did I just eat? What did I just eat? And the answer is a cob of corn, a corn cob. That's the answer, or an ear of corn, same thing. <laughs> an ear of corn, basically, because you remove the outside, you shuck it, right? Because there's all the leaves right there. Then you cook it up, and then you eat what is now considered the outside, the corn kernels, and then you throw away the inside, which is the cob, the leftover cob. So. Ear of corn is the answer to figure it out Friday. All right, so now we have a segment, a new segment, because I am all about food. If you don't know, here in San Diego, I am like the king of, I'm the king of all foodies, self-proclaimed king of all foodies. I love talking about new food items. I love trying new food items. I love talking about when food deals are out. And I created a segment I'm gonna do every Saturday. It's called What You Eatin'. So for starting on Monday of this week, you need to head over to the Cheesecake Factory. They're offering seven menu items for a total of 20 bucks. Seriously, 20 bucks, and you can get seven menu items. It's a meal for two. Well, you don't get seven. I'll, I'll explain. Uh, it's a meal for two, which means it's really only $10 if you decide to split it. Um, the week-long deal includes two double cheeseburgers. Um, they're the happy hour burgers. Two orders of fries two soft drinks, and one slice of Oreo Dream Extreme Cheesecake. So again, two burgers, that's two, and two orders of fries, that's four items, two soft drinks, that's six, and then a slice of Oreo, that's seven items. Um, the burgers are made of two patties, double cheese, grilled onions, and special sauce on a toasted brioche bun. You can also share the meal deal with a friend or family member and save half, obviously, uh, or save half of it for the next day. Um, if you want the deal, you can only order for delivery, pickup, or curbside to go. Um, so check out the website, the Cheesecake Factory website. Starting next week, it's this whole um, meal deal um, that they're doing for just 20 bucks, and you get seven items. And the fries are humongous. I mean, obviously, pictures are different, and the burgers look gigantic, too. That Oreo cheesecake is calling my name, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it says here, considering one burger for the Cheesecake Factory is around $15 alone. Oh, gosh. One burger is 15 bucks, But, yeah, this deal is $20. Starting next week, it's only for one week. The seven items for $20. I guess that's what it's called. There's no specific name on this article that I'm reading. But make sure you check it out, okay? That's what you're eating. Now, speaking of eating... Um, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I'm doing a weight loss journey, right? And I had kicked off the weight loss journey at the beginning of the year on uh, 
Ash Wednesday, which is February 26th. I'll always remember that. I was 294.1 pounds. I basically fasted. Um, I intermittent fasted for 40 days into Easter, basically, and I lost 35 pounds. Um, and then the following three weeks after that, so in the month of April, I ate um, triple the calories I was eating during the fast, but it was all healthy fats. So a lot of avocados, a lot of... Um, just healthier, like my options as far as um, um, fast food, I'd go get an In-N-Out double-double protein style. Um, so no, no, not really any carbs. I didn't really need any carbs. Um, so I did that for three weeks, and then I ended up um, deciding to, we got into quarantine. So I was like, I'm not going to gain any quarantine weight. That's not going to be me. I'm going to be the one leaving quarantine looking svelte and skinnier. So I decided to do another 40-day intermittent fast, and at the end, which was, I want to say, what, two weeks ago, a week ago? Um, it was the beginning of, no, yeah, it was June, June 13th was the, June 12th, excuse me, was the last day of the intermittent fast. As of June 12th, I ended up uh, weighing 238 pounds. Um, so close to 55 pounds that I had lost. Of course, I gained a couple pounds here, but, you know, it just, now I'm eating healthier again, healthy fats and eating triple the calories. Um, so now I'm back to 240, which is not a big deal, like two pounds over, whatever. Um, and I'm feeling great. Um, as a matter of fact, I know I haven't seen a lot of people recently, but, um, in videos that I'm doing, um, and pictures, people are like, oh my gosh, you look thinner, like extremely thinner. Like what the hell? And I love it. I, I can't wait to see people. I can't wait to, you know, to actually physically see people. And, and I have seen a couple of people and they were like, oh my gosh, you are extremely thinner. Like what the hell? So it's cool. It's a good feeling to have uh, when people, when you come out of quarantine like that versus when you see people and you're like, oh, something's different about you. And then your head, you're like, oh, I, I think you gained weight. But you just like, something's different about you. I can't place it, but something's, I'm just kidding. It, it happens, but, and I'm guilty. I, I've had it happen to me. But not this time around, baby. <laughs> I'm now thinner. Um, but there was something I brought up on social media a while back, and that was like, I my biggest thing is I have a bad sweet tooth. Ice cream is my big thing, my big vice. Uh, I wanted to get some input from people. Um, what were some low calorie things they were doing? A lot of people mentioned Halo Top ice cream, which is great. I do do that, um, and it kind of satisfies the sweet tooth. Um, there was something else people brought up. It was called. Um, uh, fat bombs. Um, I haven't tried those yet because I purchased silicone cups that you could like, you can make yourself your own, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, but I purchased those silicone cups that you can create those, um, with some peanut butter. So I haven't gotten those yet. So I have been waiting to make the fat bombs. Um, but I did try other things like at Costco, there is a keto, um, creamsicle. Do you remember those 50, 50 bars, creamsicles where it's like, um, orange, popsicle on the outside and then inside's vanilla ice cream so good it's only 80 calories it's delicious a bar satisfies me um halo top ice cream like i said earlier um there is a keto bar that they have at costco as well um it's 150 calories i want to say from the top of my head um they are caramel salted chocolate bars they're basically dark chocolate um with vanilla in the middle of it I'm not a fan because I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. My wife loves these ice cream bars and my kids, so they can have that. Um, but other than that, it, you know, that's what I've been eating as far as like sweet tooth uh, situation. So if you have a bad sweet tooth and you're looking to um, satisfy your sweet tooth, you know, 
go for one of those keto bars. Um, and also, as far as exercise is concerned, like I am walking a lot. I I, I have a goal of seven thousand steps a day, um, and I kind of I'm reaching it basically. But what I'm doing a lot to raise that uh, the steps is I'm doing a lot of TikTok dances. And as funny as they are and as hard as some of them are and they look ridiculous, like I'm sweating. And I notice that after I I try to do like one of the harder TikTok dances and I'm extremely sweating and then the next day I've lost like a pound. So I'm just telling you, TikTok dances probably are silly, but they help to lose the weight, especially when you're learning the dance. If you're one of those people that is already an automatic like dancer, you won't sweat it off, but for me, who hates running, a person who hates running and hates working out, <laughs> the TikTok dances are working for my favor. So, yeah, that's just an update on my weight loss journey. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on social media, like I said. And now it's time for your moment of pure happiness. All right. So, as we all know, we are quarantined. Um, as I reported earlier, the coronavirus is... Unfortunately, um, increasing again, it looks like the second wave is real and people are, you know, starting to, more people are starting to get the coronavirus. Um, But someone in San Diego is doing uh, something cool um, and they're helping feeding San Diego. Um, Her name is Deb, uh, no, it's not. Uh, Her name is Cindy Schaefer. She's a photographer here in San Diego and she's using her camera Um, and 17 years of photography experience to actually help draw some of the families back outdoors on their porch. She's doing these like porch photography shoots where families can get together and kind of, you know, it's, it's a weird time we're in. And if we can get that one moment where we can take a photo with your family and have fun with it, why not? And like, let's, you know, let's take a moment to remember what, I mean, we'll look back and we'll go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we went through this pandemic but you know um she is definitely doing these photos for family members if uh and she's not charging anybody anything all she's saying is she wants you to donate to feeding san diego so again her name's christina schaefer it's c-r-i-s-t-i-n-a schaefer is spelled s-a-s-c-h-a-f-f-e-r and and what's cool about this photographer is she gets to meet a bunch of different people all, all, from all over the San Diego County. But one person in particular that she ended up meeting was a woman by the name of Debbie Mulcarney. I hope I said that right. She's a Pacific Beach resident. And she recently uh, was diagnosed with um, cancer. Um, she's beat cancer. And she ended up taking these photos. And here's uh, a little clip of her. I'm not really a portrait type person, but when I saw it, I was struck by that it really captured this unique moment in time. As we were talking, that's when she said, I want more than just a picture of you on your photo. You come down here and you put your hands on your hips and I want to see a, you know, stand up to cancer pose. So that's the one she chose to, to, uh, to put on her website. And I had to, I, I just chuckled when I saw that. So isn't that awesome? Like, I, I know for my family, we didn't go with this particular photographer. We went with our family photographer friend, um, Tanya Mercado, and we did our own quarantine photos. If you haven't seen them, it's me and my wife and my kids. We did it fr- from a safe distance away from the, our photographer um, in our front porch and also in the front of our garage. Uh, we wore masks uh, for majority of the photos. 
Um, and it was fun. It was great. We ha- it was like an hour long, and it was just, you know, it was a way for us to have fun as a family. Um, so I definitely suggest you you take those fi- pictures because you're going to look back and you're going to, wow, that was a crazy time. It was an interesting time. We wore masks. Um, so, yeah, do it. <laughs> and that's your moment of pure happiness. Uh, for those of you, again, uh, that are listening through the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Life with Hula, um, especially to my Elite 12 listeners that are there listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to reach out to me on all social media, Hula SD, that's H-U-L-A-S-D, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all of those social media handles. Um, I will be happy to, um, you know, answer you back. All right, so that's another episode of Life with Hula. Thanks so much, and have yourself a great day.